This week on Media Delta, Space Cobra, Part 1. A little bit suave, a little bit goofy, a little bit action-y, and completely unforgettable. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, we have a kind of an interesting one. Uh, a while ago, um, we took a look at a PlayStation game uh, based on the manga slash anime franchise that is Cobra. Um, Cobra is somewhat a more obscure, like in the grand scheme of things, uh, franchise. Um, but it's actually, it's it predates, or no, not predates, it dates back all the way to the 70s and is a kind of, it's one that's, it's one of those like franchises that's much more popular in... Uh, I would say certain parts of Europe and I think Latin America. Um, it's like Lupin the Third, except you know Lupin the Third kind of now has a worldwide thing, but back then, like in the back in the nineties and eighties, um, it was more of a famous in certain uh, areas. Um, and I think in certain parts of the internet, you also might be familiar with this franchise if you are familiar with the. Um, Retsu Prey series of YouTube um, videos, I guess. It's really weird to describe that in a kind of general sense, but um, they there is a Sega CD game that is based on Cobra, which we haven't covered, but I do want to cover it, uh, that is based on actually the events of the thing that we're talking about today. Um, and that kind of goes over and it was kind of mocked in uh, a series of Retsu Prey videos. Um, but yeah, uh, Cobra originally... Originally, as a, uh, a manga, um, original manga ka was uh, Buchi Terasawa. And uh, it, over the adaptations, there was an anime film that I think was just called Space Adventure Cobra that was actually done by the same person who did what we're actually talking about today, um, which is what we're talking about today is the uh, 1982, let's see, 1982 to 1983. Um, TV series uh, that uh, or anime TV series that came out in Japan that's just labeled Space Cobra uh, that was directed by Usa uh, Osamu Dezaki, um, who has done quite a bit. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so um, with me, I have well, I wouldn't say guess we guess we have guest. So who's with me? Um, Torpid Typist. And yep. I'm here for some Captain Harlock-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of give you a general gist of what Cobra's about, uh, Cobra is a space pirate, and he does space pirate things, which involves getting into adventures of various kind of plots, but they almost always um, kind of get... Awful. They almost always involve some girl or anything. Uh, there's a lot of like female companions in this, but not like what like that. They're just side characters that happen to be female. Although he does get the, we'll probably go over to in the, in the character, like when we talk about the characters, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, early, it's a late seventies manga. So it's going to be, there are some things we can discuss about the characters, mm. they, characters in this thing. Uh, so might as well just actually start going into the questions. So, uh, Torpo, how how did you feel? Uh, so also I should clarify beforehand, uh, 
Space Cobra is about, I think it's about 30 episodes long. And uh, we are just covering for this particular group, um, or this particular uh, episode, we are covering around seven episodes. Uh, and over this kind of arc, before we rank it, uh, we are going to be covering 14 episodes because basically this show uh, kind of works in mini arcs. Um, there are about, I'd say, six or like, there are about, I would say, like five or six uh, arcs that last a couple episodes and then a bunch of little tiny mini arcs that usually last only an episode or two. Um, but we are going to be covering two particular arcs in this kind of subs, uh, these duo of episodes that we're going to do on Space Cobra. Uh, and they're two of the more famous uh, arcs. Uh, the, one, the first one in particular gets covered a lot. That's probably one of the more famous uh, arcs of this series, um, which is uh, what's usually labeled as the Three Sisters or the Nelson Treasure arc, um, which can, well, go into why it's called that um, when we talk about the characters. But yes, uh, Torpo, uh, what, of the seven episodes that we've watched, what were your general impressions? Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, honestly, more than I thought I would. The first... I think three episodes were strictly just like little mini adventures and setting things up before they went into the adventure proper. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it's nice seeing also Cobra has a character has a lot of personality. Yes. Uh, and it shows a lot in his actions, the way he moves in general. I actually quite enjoyed the animation of the show. Like obviously uh, it wasn't perfect. But it it had character to it, it, which is something I really appreciated. Yeah, also quite colorful. Yeah, it is very colorful. Um, that's I believe that is a staple of Osama Dezaki, uh, mm. who I think he I want to say that he was a he was understudied. Uh, um, Tezuka, uh, he was under he understudied again uh, from someone that's pretty big, but I forgot exactly who. I want to say it's. It'd have to be Tezuka because um, I believe he did a bunch of blackjack and other stuff. Um, but yeah, his works have a really interesting look of colors. Also, he's a real fan, like big fan of pastels. Mm -hmm. uh, one of his signature, like one of his signatures is all over this thing, which is the pastel color uh, freeze frame. Uh, and it's something that you'll see a lot. Uh, he does really good color work. Um, and like a lot of good, this series, like some of the animation might not be like super high detailed, but the thing is, is that, um, actually we can, well, I was going to cover that in a little bit later on, but yeah, yeah. uh, everything just, this has a look to it. It does, uh, which I'll go into more later, but it's a very, it's a solid look. Yeah. Um, this like. That's kind of the thing I hate about the Sega CD game uh, is that it it really dull. Like the thing about the Sega CD game is, is that it's a kind of visual novel slash adventure game, uh, which makes it a lot slower paced, uh, which this show kind of moves a little bit. It moves uh, real fast. Yeah, it's it just things always are happening and it's always uh, something that's kind of interesting. Uh, like just due to the way that it looks, uh, even like relatively mundane tasks just kind of look interesting because there's a lot of weird things going on. Um, Clearly the alien designs are like all over the place. Yeah, that's that's something that's really good. 
uh, is just the fact that it. Oh, and so I'm just weird. And anyway, um, the uh, alien variety. So, but yeah, the alien variety was is really good. Um, mm-hmm. and it's something we'll see like later on. Some of the uh, alien designs are just out. Like there, there are some interesting races uh, that will show up. There's actually an arc about a particular race that it, it's not until like the uh in like around the twenties, but it is it is a really interesting uh arc. Uh, but yeah, I I particularly am a huge fan of Cobra because there's just an energy about this that really could have only existed in the like in the time period that it came from. You definitely yeah. wouldn't get something like this today. There's uh, nothing else quite like it. Yeah. Because uh, one thing I will definitely say right off the bat, because it's something that is incredibly noticeable, is that uh, this show has like a very, I would say, like I, I there's a kind of a weird way of phrasing it, but uh, it has a very hypersexual energy to it. Like uh, character designs, uh, particularly for female characters, are incredibly. Um, I wouldn't say skimpy might be a word, but it is like designed like they have a look to them, but it is very, like very revealing clothing. Scantily clad. Yeah. Uh, Like very like that kind of space jumpsuit kind of thing going on. Yeah. And they're all like tall, slim, long legs. Yeah. Um, Which is not like and the thing about that is, is like, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Um, but the characters are necess- aren't necessarily like treated like they're not objectified a whole lot, like which I think is kind of interesting in that the character mm-hmm. like it, a lot of the female characters are like perfectly competent. Like um, there aren't a whole like there are a couple cases like uh, one of the um, big arcs in this thing is basically that a uh, woman gets kidnapped. Like there's a, a bit of like damsel in that, uh, but other than that, like. They seem pretty competent. Yeah. Um, but and also one other thing I'd like to know is that um anytime you got get a shot of like a a like from a male character that's seen from behind, uh he has all they always have very detailed asses. Very detailed asses. I will say all of the the, the character designs, like even the ladies, even if their build is usually similar, they all uh, look distinct. Yes. Fucking uh, Crystal Bowie. Yeah. This, there's, this show has some really good designs. It does. Um, yeah. Uh, the fact that in like, I'm, just, I'm trying to think, like going back to like the fact that there are like mini arcs, I don't think that any arc lasts longer than I would say, f- let's see, because let's see, this one is one, two, four, five, six. Like, I think the longest arc is six episodes. Um. Which is actually the one that we're actually we started in this group, um, but yeah, it's the fact that it's like the little arcs don't go on for too terribly long. Like, thinking of other kind of shows from this era, like if you think of your Fist of the North Stars or your Dragon Balls, how those arcs can go on forever. Like, even if the arcs going on, like things are happening. Like, there is never a like it, if there's ever a fight. It takes like maybe five or ten minutes at most, uh, with the exception of one episode that was in this group, which was basically um, they're dealing with a sniper 
which even that one was like it wasn't just on the well it was mostly them being de- uh basically cobra and their companion dealing with a sniper but uh it's still pretty like there were things that were happening in that it was very active yeah yeah um which is very some... little downtime in any episode yeah this this show treats your time with respect which is something i can appreciate mm-hmm. also the fact that it's a 80s anime that doesn't have a million episodes like just yep. thinking about how fist and north star has what like 180 episodes i think something like but yeah this 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 little group only is it's only 30 episodes um there are other cobra like and i think the other because there's cobra the animation uh which is something different actually covers a different different arcs altogether i think that thing the there are two ovas which together come across seven episodes and the show itself is 13 so it definitely kind of this is definitely something you can get in and get out of pretty quickly Mm -hmm. um which I appreciate. Uh, so is there any kind of other surface level thing we want to discuss? No, I, I think that's largely it because the deep dive stuff is where the more important stuff is. Yeah. I, and it, and for going on uh, the kind of next thing I want to cover is I think the thing, the thing that absolutely shines about this show, uh, that is the characters of this. So how'd you feel about the characters in this? Cobra as a character is a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, also, to clarify my comment early on, uh, Cobra initially had erased his memories uh, and completely changed his face because he didn't want to be hunted by the Pirates Guild anymore, uh, which obviously didn't end up sticking. But originally, he looked like some Captain Harlock motherfucker. Yeah, like this completely long green hair, um, like I think even had an eye patch. I think so. But yeah, he is definitely a very much of that type. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but then, uh, yeah, cause basically the backstory is, uh, he was like this completely like badass space pirate who then at some point, um, uh, basically, uh, this figures a pirate, uh, there's a pirate guild or space pirate guild that, um, basically he in a duel kind of takes out one of their eyes, uh, and he just basically puts a huge bounty on his head. Uh, and yeah. he, he just kind of, um, uh, he just kind of, uh, he leaves, he leaves, the game. He leaves and basically is like, I'm just going to reshape my face and then I'm going to, um, uh, he's just, I'm just going to live my life as this new face and as a wage slave. Yeah. As a wage slave named, uh, named Johnson. Yeah, that's um, his name, Johnson. With, with his android, Ben, who is yeah, his, his robot buddy Ben. Which yeah, that's the first episode. Essentially, like half of it is, uh, it's actually a very Total Recall thing, where basically, it, yeah. I mean, it is straight up a Total Recall thing. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, the Total Recall. I think this actually might predate Total Recall. Yeah, this oh. that's it. This actually predates Total Recall. So. Yeah, so for reference, he goes in to get a, a virtual, like, uh, vacation. Like, memories of being something else, a harem king in space. Uh, and doing so triggers all of his previous memories. And he goes absolutely apeshit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's basically, he just recall Basically, throughout the episode, he gets all his memories back and is like, 
you know what? Actually, I'm done with this witch life lifestyle. I'm just going to go back and be a pirate, and I'll just, I'm yeah. just going to have this this new phase. Uh, which, um, just as a point of reference, um, because it is an interesting which little bit of trivia. His new face a lot more. Uh, it it's a very good face because um, it it fits the the tone of what this uh the show is going for because. Uh, his new face, it, it, he's kind of, he is actually modeled off of a real-life actor, uh, a real-life French actor who is named uh, Jean-Paul Belmondo. Uh, and I, I think he it's just one of those cases where an actor is just really popular in France, or in uh, Japan. Uh, so yeah, uh, he's very much based on, if, like, if you take a look at the picture of him, uh, you, like, as particularly one of him in the 80s, you can definitely see the kind of thing they were going for. Um, but yeah, uh, he it it's because the thing is, Cobra, it's like all oh, these this badass, but also he's also an incredible goofball, which is very endearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, like, he's a charismatic goofball who's not never really afraid of danger. Yeah, like it. he's it's not like there and he's not like. The show is not afraid to make him look like an idiot in some cases, but he he will always kind of pull out on top, though. Another so. thing I appreciate is that he's not like super. Uh, trying to figure out how to put it. Uh, I think the it's actually aggressive. I guess let's say. Yeah, he he's a flirt, but he's not a sleaze. He's also only a flirt to certain specific people, and usually only if they're like accepting of it, because like. He has a working relationship with his his robot, Lady Armoroid. That's yeah. perfectly fine. They work great together. They're like the best of friends and companions. It's wonderful. Yeah. But he, he never makes a move on her or flirts with her or anything. Yep. The only character, like, he will kind of flirt if it's like to lighten the mood, essentially. Um, but if it if it's a case where it's like something's actually on the line. He will actually usually drop it. Yeah. Also, um, he will usually only really flirt if it's a mutual thing too. Yeah, and and like uh, there's a, like one of the major plot points of this arc, uh, this first arc, is the fact that there are three sisters all with giant tattoos on their back, uh, and he like looks at looks at them, but is never a never a creep about it, um, which is very appreciative. Yeah, isn't like even one of them in the shower and he avoids them or something stupid like that? Yeah, he he like he like takes a look, but it's like a very like oh, what's that tattoo on your back? It's not like uh, it's not like a thing like you see in like a lot of like with a younger actor or like a younger character in like an anime where it's the whole peep into the shower scene. It's 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 very as of fact. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's he's surprisingly respectful for a character from that time. Yes. Um. Which is something I, I it is it is something fascinating to me with how like, like how in your face the uh like as I mentioned the sexualization and this thing like I I don't know if sexualization is the right term but basically there is just an energy to it that uh is kind of it it's definitely of that era. Yeah, um, it's it's the the way they the guy draws ladies really. Yeah. Um, for better or worse. Yeah. Um, which actually speaking of that, we can probably discuss some of the other characters in this other than Cobra. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, also the, 
we also kind of forgot to mention some things about Cobra, like his kind of one of his iconic things, which is the fact that uh, he's like, it's never quite fully explained, but essentially Cobra is like this massively like super powered human um, that basically can take like massive brunts of damage. Uh, but the thing that's also is one of his key, like one of the, his signature things is a psycho gun uh, in which his, I believe, left arm is is basically a hand cannon or it's basically this cannon like it is a it like and he has like a fake arm that he puts on top of it uh which he just pulls off and come like has like a mega man blaster in his arm uh that basically is fed off of his psycho energy uh and basically it is a like super gun that is actually it's like really like just this god weapon which can, he can mm -hmm. aim with his mind, and it all it just completely wrecks people. Uh, it's also more powerful the more heightened his emotional state is because it's based on his willpower. Yep. Uh and he can. It, it's it's great. Um, it's, it's real good. Uh but yes. Uh I think the other characters are also pretty interesting. Like, um, we could probably just talk about the. There, there were a few bad guys that we saw in this. Like there was that uh, pirate guild leader that he kind of disfigured in the first episode, uh, who basically is just like he's just kind of a and monster. Uh, and then there's the person that you see in the second episode, which is uh, was it Zygoba Zygobia, I believe. If this I is how you so. pronounce it. Uh, which basically he was a kind of a weird magician that can take over people's minds. Oh no no no! The next one was the. Uh... The slave trader who could phase through matter. Oh yeah, that's right. He could phase through matter. Uh and he got couldn't he control people through something no, like that. That was a different character during the Three Sisters arc. Oh, okay. Um But yeah, he basically it's like this really weird kind of thing. Uh and then we meet in the next thing, the kind of the one of the more famous villains in this series, uh, which is Crystal Bowie. Or Crystal is, Boy, depending. Or I, because it's the thing with uh, romanization. Uh, the way that it is is that I would imagine that it's supposed to be Crystal Boy, but you could also interpret it as Crystal Bowie. Uh, just do the way that romanization works. Um, and he is basically this dude that is basically a golden skeleton in a uh, like in a humanoid like glass case and he has a this weird hook for a hand and he has the most wonderful sound effect whenever he walks every time that clacking noise is really good yeah uh which is one the, that is one of the things i appreciate about the second cd game is they get that thing i think they use the sound effects straight from the show probably and because uh, he's made of crystal uh normal lasers don't work on him Yep, they just phase straight through him, which is a problem with the psycho gun. Mm -hmm. Um, he's also just a really good villain because he's the one person who does not ever underestimate Cobra. Yeah, he is an extremely good villain. Uh, because mm -hmm. he he does not like, uh, he does not fall into like he is not vain. He is incredibly, uh, he is he is the person who would, um. Like I, I would say he would put Cobra down, but he kind of has a few chances and kind of lets them go. But uh, 
he is very he's actually competent which is kind of interesting it's just kind of everything every the problem is, is that he hires a bunch of idiots he very much seems to enjoy the game of cat and mouse between him and cobra though yeah it, it does have that kind of feeling um and yeah some of the other part stuff of why he's enjoyable yeah also he's a very good like he has a good villain voice too he's a really good villain voice um yeah uh and some of the other villains that they come across which is schultz which is the leader of sid uh sid prison this nazi asshole straight up dresses like a nazi it's great yeah it, he's wearing like a nazi vest but no shirt underneath it he looks like a, a like a punk rock like front man mm-hmm. almost i can at least see it uh, and then you have the other kind of bigger villain who kind of gets more than one episode, uh, who is the magician Tarvage, who is uh, one of the thing about the Sega CD game that also I feel kind of uh, it kind of leaves out uh, is what Tarvage actually is, because he's in that, but they don't go into what he actually is, uh, because when you see him, he's like this Darth Vader looking guy with a bunch these three kind of things uh, orbiting around him. Uh, But the thing is that he only wears that because that's what he has to do to survive. Because in actuality, uh, he is this weird plant thing that can uh, shoot out little seeds to take control of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this weird green kind of plant person. um, Who requires very specific heat and humidity uh, to survive, which is why he wears the suit. Yep. Because he goes out like there is a scene where they they basically they uh, Cobra and uh, basically Cobra and pals are in the desert hiding out uh, and then Tarbage kind of comes to try and take them out uh, and basically his suit gets damaged a little bit and he has to go out but he uh, and almost has the upper hand but then he gets exhausted from the heat so he uh, basically has to retreat to a refresh center uh, which is uh, basically this giant bath thing um, and yeah also uh, we can probably discuss that when we talk about uh, the allies, but his uh, reflector thing leads to a very good scene. It's absolutely hilarious, honestly. Yes. Um. So, like, uh, that's the that's kind of the villains. But uh, our uh, Cobra also has some companions. Um, one of the more famous ones, uh, because she is kind of uh the kind of the uh start of the. Uh, three sisters arc and that is jane who is uh, jane royal one of the nelson sisters uh, who is a bounty hunter and actually very like very competent and uh, she is one of the sisters of or one of the daughters of captain nelson who uh, basically have tattoos on their maps that when you uh, line them all together uh, lead to the ultimate treasure and uh, basically she is living her life as a uh, bounty hunter uh, a very famous one, even. Yeah. Like, she has, like, a... She's racked up a huge amount of money uh, taking out bad guys. The point and, where people know her uh, on site and know her by name. Yeah, it's... it's She's she's a pretty good character. Um, and uh, there's also uh, kind of the person that uh, they have to go to Sid Prison for uh, to meet Schultz. Uh, basically... Uh, one of the other sisters, who is Dominique, which we don't see a whole lot of Dominique 
in this. No, she's mostly there and gone. She clearly cares a lot about her sister, but that's about that and her her love of Cobra are her only real personality traits, unfortunately. Uh, that and her iron will that keeps her from the torture from affecting her. Yeah, and also, also a plot point that is really weird, like the fact that um. I don't know if I want to spoil it because it is something that I feel I feel like people should watch this. Uh, so yeah. I actually might not spoil that. So there is a one of the there is a key thing that she does, which is kind of weird. Uh, and also like something that the show uh, kind of mixes between like, oh, there's a science behind it. But also there is this weird sense of fate to it. Mm-hmm. That's not explained, which is perfectly fine and i it's feel really like stupid. it it's it's kind of stupid and if you think about it but if you just kind of go with it it makes it 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 works yeah there's a sort of mysticism to it yeah um and yeah as we mentioned there's a, a good number of aliens in this show uh one of the one of a really good one uh is duck who is a duckinian which basically uh, means he's a little like duck, a duck dude he looks like a duck on top of that, he is an informant, a criminal informant. Uh, but Cobra saves his life, so Duck actually goes to great lengths to help Cobra, uh, even posing as an informant for the the magician. Yeah, it's if you which if... makes it really fucking tragic when. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it it's something that uh, if you are familiar with the Red Spray, you are familiar with. So, um. There are some certain scenes that the Sega CD game is somewhat infamous for. Uh, the what one, one of them involving Duck is even more ridiculous and great. Oh my god, it's so good! It's so wonderfully animated. It it's it's great, and also reminds you that uh, there is this scene. This this thing can be the show can be somewhat like comically brutal at some points. Um, there is a scene in which. Uh, when they're uh, Cobra's dealing with a sniper that he runs into a mine and there's this old kind of alien dude that's in the mine uh, and basically the sniper's kind of pissed off and has uh, ratcheted up her weapon to like all the way it can on uh, basically this old man goes run runs out and yells at the sniper to get away from the mine on uh, the sniper led to, to get off yeah because he's trying to hide his gold uh, and this, the sniper just hits him, and he just vaporizes all of his skin off of his thing, leaving the skeleton, which then fades away, leaving the skull, which then also fades away. It's so good. It's really good. Oh my god, it's so good watching that man just absolutely eat it. <laughs> it really the show's is. fucking brutal. It's like almost surprisingly brutal. Uh, Cobra on the regular just shoots fucking holes through people, and it's. You don't see gore, but it's surprisingly gr- graphic regardless. It's it's like uh, if you're familiar with the 80s Fist of the North Star, how like people explode, but it's all faded in red. Uh, the show kind of does something similar. Um, it, it With basically, it will like, kind of almost go to black and white, but you'll just see the hole just pierce at them from a different angle. Or like the psycho gun just go through people at weird angles. Um, That's really good. It's, um, it's so good. Oh my god. Yeah. I I yeah. Um also I appreciate yeah. that it doesn't take too long for Cobra to get back on his feet. Uh just real quick. Oh yeah. Like they limited that to an episode. It's just an episode of Cobra trying to pick up his skills again. And that's it. 
Yeah, because it, it's like the first episode, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm Cobra. Let's go ahead and I'm going to go start going back on my journeys. And then the next episode after that is basically a one-off thing, which basically shows you what he can do. And then it gets into the arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I don't think that they're, like, I think that the biggest gap between arcs, I think, is there are... Um, okay, so after... After the last arc of this thing, uh, basically, um, the arc after the Three Sisters arc, uh, basically, there are a, se- a series of three episodes that are kind of one-offs. Uh, but those are all kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think we've kind of discussed the characters quite a fair bit. So uh, let's talk about the setting. So how do you feel about the the setting slash aesthetics of also, the show we, we didn't talk oh. about lady armoroid oh right yes lady armoroid. one of the most important characters in the show yeah uh so basically cobra's com- uh kind of compatriot is basically this uh android this lady she, yeah, it's this companion. yeah uh who's uh a armoroid which is essentially just an android i think i don't know if they discuss it in this particular series but i believe the thing is that she was once human and basically got turned into an android but yeah, basically, she is this super hyper competent uh, kind of sidekick who uh, basically is can like kick ass really well. Yeah, she's and, very skilled and always has uh, Cobra's back, always. And they're yeah. like they've been through thick and thin together uh, to the point where the robot was her curled up inside of the robot. Yes, during it, the initial bit, it's great. Just um, waiting for Cobra to come back because they. So even before Cobra lost his memory, they they had been together for a while. They've been basically best friends and companions through thick and thin. Uh, and they're the best of coworkers essentially. They have a very good working relationship. Yeah, it's it's really good. So it's it's nice to see that cuz like once again, there's like no romance or like sexual tension or anything like that between them. They're just good good friends and coworkers. And she's always got his back. She's always on top of things, and she's very skilled. And it's nice how competent she really is. Yeah, and and it's not like she's like this kind of like no personality thing. She actually has a really no. good personality too. She also likes messing with Cobra, which is why she regularly didn't wake him up on time. Yes, uh, she. It is a very good. Um, she is a very good character. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like um, probably could like, yeah, I think we should probably also discuss the setting of this thing. Yes. So how'd you feel about the setting and the aesthetic of the series? Uh, it wasn't exactly like the most original setting or aesthetic. It was fucking 80s space, uh, but it did it well. It was all very, it was a lot to take in sometimes, which I feel like worked a lot for it. Uh, like whenever you were in the city, there were bright lights everywhere, bright flashing lights, all kinds of creatures passing by. Things were happening all the time, and it was kind of nice, honestly. Yeah, and there, there were some not so great places, like the fucking trudging through the desert. But even then, there was the abandoned town that they dicked around in for a little bit too. That was nice. Like it yeah. gave it a bit more personality. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's it it works pretty well for itself and is pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the look of this because, yeah, it, it's kind of the things you'd see if you're familiar with like 80s anime in terms of like spaceports and all that. Uh, the character design really helps some of the aesthetic of the, the places. The places themselves are kind of 
like if you if they were just like humans in them they would just kind of look kind of boring but it's the characters that really make it stand out um it, yeah it just it that i feel like the characters kind of really make this thing shine um yeah i, I yeah i think basically and also the fact that this this show has a look to it which i feel really helps um so yeah um how'd you f and also i think before the last thing we'll kind of discuss i just kind of a brief thing because i guess we're gonna try and keep some of this uh a little bit spoilered um but how'd you feel about the storyline in general from what you saw uh in in general i found it pretty enjoyable once again it's it's not like it's it's treading new ground or anything especially in like a modern context but it was it was still enjoyable uh, the characters honestly helped float it a lot uh, yeah. the environments and all that too uh i i will say some of the earlier stuff in it though uh like like the the slave trader one was kind of eh which was the episode where, where cobra was getting his groove back but like it also like how, look how cool cobra is and then the slave trader bit and then all of the slaves are freed and they're just like climbing all over cobra for some reason yeah that that was kind it's like of the one weird part everything else though was fine yeah I, I i do say it does get a bit goofy as we mentioned for like one plot point but that we won't talk about it, it can get pretty goofy and it's like one of those things if you step back it's like wow that's really fucking dumb but it's enjoyable and i appreciate that yeah um overall like the the plot the plot points are pretty like it's not about necessarily the originality of the story. It's just about the fun ride. Yeah. Um, cause you can kind of see how things are going to go pretty like, there's not a whole lot of like, th there are some like things that are technically plot or plot twists, but you kind of guessed it already. Also, it's not cheating if everyone's dead. Yep. Um, yep. Um, so yeah uh it's like the storyline it's pretty the stories are kind of basic but it's it's more the fact of the characters make the ride much more enjoyable cobra especially obviously carries the show because it is about him but like as a character i never got tired of cobra he's just he's a lot of fun but he also can take things seriously when he needs to yeah he knows when to turn it off yeah um that being said, some of the, the plot lines that the other characters go through are kind of not exactly satisfying. I'll just say that. Um, and particularly the last episode that we saw. Uh, there are some plot things in that that aren't great. Um, but uh, other than that, but it's it's mostly most of the things involving Cobra are actually pretty enjoyable plot wise. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah um i guess with that uh that's our i guess that's kind of all we kind of need to cover in our first little uh thing of cobra uh if yeah, you take away for now yeah if you listen to this and kind of want to continue watching uh i highly suggest we are going to be watching the first 14 episodes of the series um and that we just recently finished uh the first seven uh we're not going to rank this quite yet because we're going to continue watching uh the remaining seven of this kind of little small group um including the next episode actually is the one that wraps up the arc that we're currently on. Uh, which is weird because the way that it's going, it doesn't seem like it's going to finish up uh, some of the things, but uh, we'll see that uh, finished up in uh, a little bit. So um, 
I guess since we're not going to rank it, I guess we're kind of done with this for now. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we head out, uh, Torpo, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I want to... Uh, so so twitch.tv slash Torpotypist, obviously. Uh, at Torpotypist on Twitter as well. Uh, also, I would love to plug the hole left in my body by the psycho gun. Fool am I. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, with that, um, that'll be it for Cobra. Um, next week, we're going to be discussing uh, some... Oh! Actually, one other thing before, because I just realized I'm going to add it uh, before we leave. Music. Uh, music in the show is phenomenal. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. Holy shit. The, the title theme alone is fucking amazing. So normally for these, I try and use music from the games that we kind of base it on. But uh, considering the fact that the PlayStation game didn't really have a whole lot of music to begin with. Also, I don't know if I could even find it. Uh, I'm going to break my rule of and I'm just going to try and deal with it. Hopefully this does not bite me in the ass, but I'm just going to use the music for... It just has a really fun and energetic, like, jazzy soundtrack, and it's so good. I think the Cobra theme might actually be one of my top ten anime themes, period. It's, it's incredible. Uh, it's really good. Uh, and actually, if you're listening to this, it's probably the thing you heard at, at the intro, and also the thing you're going to hear uh, as the kind of credits thing go on, which you're going to hear shortly. Um, but yes... Uh, that's going to be it for Cobra. Um, next week, we are going to be discussing something completely different. Uh, a while ago, we took a look at a Genesis game based on the 90s movie that in turn was based on the really early comic uh, that is Dick Tracy, which I'm sure will be an interesting thing uh, uh, starring Warren Beatty in Madonna. Um, and I've heard pretty good things about it. So I'm sure that'll be a fun watch. Um, and yeah, that'll be next week. So, uh, with that, uh, thank you all for listening. If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by go going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode. <laughs>